Hello, I'm Colin Green, and you are listening to Spike Pit. So I thought I'd come outside to to record a bit. I'm taking a break from doing some work. It's early morning, beautiful day, and I want to sit out here and appreciate it. Also quite like these podcasts where you're kind of getting your head straight, thinking a few ideas and getting them down in audio. I've talked about it before and many of the folks I listen to do a similar thing and I think it works. So (laughs) if I think it works, that's good enough. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah. Reminiscing, I was reminiscing on Dragon Magazine, and I thought it's been a long time since I looked at Dragon Plus, the the digital offering of, well, what was once a awesome magazine back in the day, hard copy. Used to look forward to it. So uh, at one stage I was subscribed, and it used to drop through the door. But initially I used to kind of hunt it down and buy individual copies. And I was thinking, I, I quite miss something like that. But my problem is, I, I just keep it all. It becomes clutter. And then I feel the need to get rid of it. So it's probably best the way it is now. And I'm increasingly, especially with the the uh, advance of technology now and the, the convenience of being able to access content digitally as the devices become faster it just seems it seems less of a disconnect for me now the whole digital thing maybe I'm just getting used to it but content wise yeah it dragon plus is well it calling it dragon at all it is a is a bit of a joke but but I do find it does have some nice uh, content uh, you do have to wade through all the kind of, uh, I was going to say covert advertising, but it's, it's hardly covert. It's, it, you know, it is blatant sales and that's fair enough. But I did uh, notice that they had an article, I think it might have been in issue 37. I don't know. I've just pulled that number off the top of my head but they were talking about their product uh, mysteries at candle keep and they'd evidently run a competition where readers or fans had offered up their own ideas for various different books and ancient tones um, and I would basically because I can't remember <laughs> I would point you in the direction of those one of them was uh, a book uh, uh, some kind of it's a round book so there's an image of each book and it explains what's happening uh, one of them was a, I remember a round book that was all about um, scribing uh, portals and uh, magic circles it went into more detail obviously uh, what else was there um, there was an inf- some kind of infernal oh no there was a book that removes a a book of curses that if you've got a curse you open the book you make a a 
DC 18 wisdom check. And if you fail, you have a curse removed from you if you've got a curse and it goes into the book. Uh, so that could be a character with a curse on them or a cursed item. And then conversely, if you open the book and you're not cursed in any way, you uh, potentially gain a curse from the book. Uh, I thought it was a pretty interesting idea. And there's, I'm thinking, if I recall rightly, perhaps six to eight of these different books. Um, I, I like books in my game. Kind of, I, I don't know if it's the gamer in me. I, I mean, I like libraries, but an RPG game, well, it, it would be ironic if you know, your average RPG player with all their books didn't include a bunch of books in their adventures as well. I mean, it, <laughs> I don't know. The thought of that just amuses me a little bit. Um, maybe I need to get more sleep. Also, what I found really encouraging was an article explaining how the Scout movement is in the UK in particular, this isn't a UK article, relates to uh, the, the Scouts specifically in the UK, their entertainer badge now, they've done a tie-in with Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, various troops around the country have been running D&D as part of their programme and it, it kind of links to the Scout website and looks at activities for integrate uh, ways activities that you can bring into your like scout meetings and ways that you can make it appeal to a, a wider audience stuff like that and it's just i don't know i just enjoy seeing the hobby um gaining some more widespread support and i don't think this is a first i I don't know if it has ever been in the UK, but I'm pretty sure that this isn't the first time D&D &D has been on a Scout badge in some way. Uh, um, but I think it may be the first time in a little while. So that's encouraging. Uh, perhaps my friends across the pond have um, similar stories or some involvement with the Scouts and could point me in the right direction to find out more uh, maybe with the large following in the states this is something that goes on over there and uh, for all i know has gone on for years now we're getting into a section of the show that i want to call the whiskologists variety cast got calls from ivy the happy whisk um after jason and then finishing out with the geomologist himself, Carl Rodriguez. Um, so enjoy, enjoy. I am going to cut this with some nonsense from me just to break things up a little bit and see how that goes. And I'm breaking the golden rule of not introducing what I <laughs> haven't actually done yet. 
So let me explain that. Generally, when I do a podcast, I record my stuff, then I go back to the beginning and do the introduction. I am not doing that. So who knows how that's going to go. It'll be like podcasting back in the day when I started. (laughs) Probably better. And when I say better, I mean I was probably doing things better originally. Every time I make changes, uh, it seems to be one step forward, two steps backwards. But, ah, I don't know. They always say you've got to ride out a dip. Hey, Colin, I hope you can hear me. I have headphones on that have a mic on. I love that you're doing, I haven't been to podcasting in a while, and now I'm back, and I love that you're doing podcasts that just aren't just gaming, because why not, right? You got stuff to say. And I love the idea of little changes. A long time ago, I thought about making a blog that was like there's small changes every day or something like that, and it just it makes such a big difference. Even if it's just a glass of water, that's fantastic. It's, it's, all, it's all carried out, and it all builds up, and it... I, I think it's a fantastic idea. I love it. And sometimes cutting off food at a certain time at night, it just works. It's like the brain's just like, okay, I'm done. I'm done eating now. I love that. Okay, that's it for me. Whisk out. I also find out when I stop eating earlier at night, I sleep better. I just, I sleep so much better if I cut it off right after supper. Just way better than if I were out and about and I get home and we're eating super late and then I find I'm uncomfortable before bed and I don't sleep as good and I don't sleep as sound and I don't wake up as as light and airy as I do when I cut it off earlier. Hey Colin, you're not gonna chase me away that easy. Great episode. I'm glad the health stuff is coming together for you. That's awesome. That is definitely the biggest thing I need to work on, to be honest. My worst habits, my lack of doing anything healthy. (laughs) So so I I definitely need to pick that up. But great episode. That's awesome. The stuff going at school with the robotics club and doing the STEM stuff. And, yeah, we do need to get women into those things. I mean, that's... No, you're, you're, you're doing a great job over there. You, you're doing important work, my friend. So I'm, I'm glad to hear it. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Take care. And she said it. She's back. Ivy the Happy Whisk. Awesome to hear from you again. I'm glad you fired up and putting some podcasts out there. And the man himself, Jason, seems that I, I didn't manage to scare him off. And that is a relief. Picking up on the health thing, that is going along nicely. Doing my daily walk, still losing the weight. Um, in fact, Ivy mentioned sleeping. I do find uh, when I'm not kind of too late on a device and I've, I've been busy and I've aired a little on that front. I've been a couple of nights I was a bit late getting to bed and I was working on the computer that definitely had an adverse effect on dropping off. I'm just mulling things over over in my mind. And I, I do believe you need to take time to relax properly. Now, I, I think sometimes we can think we're relaxing, but we're, we're not relaxing. Um, I, I'm wondering now, I've got a chair out on the patio where I'm recording this, and it's like a reclining thing, a lawn chair, and... You know, it might be quite nice to just sit out of an evening and and lay there, perhaps do some breathing exercises. I wouldn't call it meditation, but just uh, shut off everything 
and, and try and, uh, I don't know, would, would that be a bit of mindfulness? Might give that a go. But thanks for the call-ins, guys. As ever, awesome to get call-ins, and they are the lifeblood of this show. Inspires me to think of other ideas and things to come back with. Uh, and I just like that conversation. It can be a lonely business as a podcaster, talking into the void, never knowing if anybody's listening. All you've got is these numbers to go on. And that could be all made up, all made up. The other thing that I noticed that is just too cool and super, super tempting to someone like me uh, on the DMs Guild for free. It's kind of the author's way of dangling a carrot, promoting themselves. They put out a free adventure and it's all around uh, the, the theme of that Scooby-Doo vibe. Uh, so it's D&D with the, the gang from Scooby-Doo re-skinned into D&D characters, I think, uh, old Fred. So they all look like D&D characters, except that like, Fred is, I'd say, a half-orc. There's a... a mm, can't remember what Velma is. One of them's a tiefling. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, man, I should have looked at this before talking about it. Um, Scooby, Scooby is a knoll. I think he's a knoll, but presumably a, a kind of a friendly knoll. And the adventure is some sort of spooky haunted house. It's designed as a one-shot with these pre-gens. Uh, it, to me, you, you know, you might think it's totally silly, but to me, it looks like fun. Uh, I'm going to download it, have a better look at it. And yeah, the, the, the designer is promoting, I think, a series of these off the top of my head. As the rest of this podcast, you will notice there is a theme. All of this is coming off the top of my head. Uh, no rigour in terms of research or <laughs> accuracy. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys, if I'm wasting your time. But I'm just trying to point you at it. Have a look. It's, uh, yeah, I think it's a bit of fun. And folk of a certain age are going to maybe uh, appreciate the nostalgia. I know I do. Uh, and once I've had a look... You know, perhaps like a lot of my recommendations, you might be well advised to not waste your time. Don't, don't, don't bother acting on it. Um, I'll have a, I'll have a look, should we say, and report back. Now, if you are of a sensitive nature, you might not want to listen to the next episode. It's the the ruthless and irrepressible Carl, the geomologist, talking about old adventurers. Uh, sticking with the theme of books is a bit of a throwback to my comments about Heart of Darkness, but more importantly, it's contentious. Opening up old wounds seems that, I don't know, sounds to me like all is not forgiven, all is not well on the uh, the nerdologist front. Hey, Colin, uh, I really agree with uh, your caller when they talked about the Heart of Darkness 
Um, it is definitely gameable, and I was able to run a game that was an homage to Heart of Darkness using the Harn Master rules. It was called uh, Dark Rathom Number One, Heart of Darkness. And uh, Arlen Walker from Live from Pelham's Wasteland played, and Jason Connerly uh, from Nerds RPG Variety Cast played, among others. And uh, this one is probably notorious because it's the one that Jason, the game that Jason refers to, where I forced him at gunpoint uh, to play a sailor that was a pregen, and I didn't allow him to change it. Um, it's actually a very good adventure. They found the Kurtz uh, character, and mayhem ensued. And uh, there's actually a couple more chapters of Dark Rhythm that I'd love to get to the table. And Jason, I promise here on Spike Pit that uh, I'll let you make your own character this time. Yeah, listen up. While Jason's not paying attention, I'm going to talk about him a little bit. At least I hope he's not paying attention. Now, does anybody else remember whenever, or has anyone else noticed that whenever Jason talks about Barbarians of Lemuria, not that he ever talks about it, but, yeah, he always uses the example of a sailor when talking about the skill system. Now, hmm, there's a pattern. And also, whenever he's talking about the skill system, he uses the same example. <laughs> now, is this, is this scripted? Is this show of his scripted? And... You know, it's always tying knots. Let me see if I can remember it. Tying knots, um, uh, cursing and using foul language. Um, and maybe, was it navigation? I don't know. I don't know. Call in if you can remember some of the skills that um, Jason uses in examples of his sailor from Barbarians of Lemuria. If you're a true fan, you will know these answers. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. I feel like I know you're listening. I, I'm just, um, what is it? Taking the, uh, taking the piss? Because I wouldn't do anything cruder than that. <laughs> FYI. I don't know how many of you read ebooks or download their stuff using a Kindle. Uh, I'm, uh, as I say, I don't want to bang on about it, but in an attempt to reduce my clutter and make things a little bit more accessible whilst I'm on the move, I'm, I'm switching over to a lot of electronic media. I find it quite useful for. Um, cutting things up and cutting and pasting and, and making other documents. Obviously, this has got a lot to do with my new role. But, uh, yeah, I didn't realise that when you use Kindle on on a... I don't know if it's peculiar to Apple, but on, on a laptop, say, it's super easy. You can make up uh, decks of flashcards just by cutting and pasting text and typing in your, your cues and questions and then uh, pasting in an answer on the reverse side of flashcards. You can build up these decks. And the other thing, there's a whole like lookup facility. So you like right-click, it takes you uh, into a, a search or you can, like, you've got a, a direct link to Wikipedia and you've got this facility to make notes, highlight the text, 
organise that, uh, colour code it. So if you're like studying your books and you want an organised approach, I'm blown away by this. Uh, I'm going to be trying it out a little bit and I'm going to bounce it past my students and colleagues and and see, uh, is this another one of those things where Colin is just uh, late to the party? (laughs) Uh, Do you know what? I think we all know the answer to that. Regular listeners, of course, will have noticed this and it will come as no surprise when I tell you that I am a bit of a strange character. I call myself Conflicted Colin and whilst I'm late to the party on a lot of things, sometimes uh, I'm almost an early adopter and I'm finding this with with EdTech, bringing technology into the classroom. Certainly, I'm not the first, but being a new teacher, it's quite easy for me to adopt new ideas. I'm not, I'm not setting my ways, and some of the stuff that I feel is a no-brainer comes as a as a real shock to some of the folks I'm working with. Just some of the ways I use my Google Calendar and stuff like that. But I won't bore you with the details. Carl is picking up on something. I mentioned I was talking about using uh, Kahoot and quizzes and spreadsheets, Google Slides, stuff like that in our RPGs. And uh, there was a question Jason raised, uh, you know, is there this uh, kind of jarring thing that goes on, this uh, break in the immersion that goes on? Uh, It's a conversation he's been having himself uh, on a slightly slightly sort of different theme talking about particularly VTTs and that's not what I'm describing here VTTs uh, a totally different subject and if you want to hear more of that I would urge you to go and have a listen to Jason and his callers on Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Of course, you're already listening. I'm therefore wasting my breath at this point, and I should probably get on to Carl's calling. But the point I think he's making is super valid, and and I want to say it's backed up by neuroscience, or would it be cognitive psychology? I put my hands up. The, the differences are, are a little bit wasted on me at times. I believe one's more to do with the mechanics of your brain and then the cognitive psychology is, yeah, like I said, dunno. <laughs> oh, I'll go away, do my homework. I'll get back to you on that one. But, um, yeah, it's interesting because this the, the physical nature of writing, interacting with the paper, the character sheet. Maybe there's less um, cognitive overload. And uh, I I don't know. It's simple. You pick up a pencil, you've been doing it with years, you write on a piece of paper. The minute you add more into that, is there a risk that you're going to derail yourself? I don't know, but listen to Carl. It's an interesting point and something perhaps we should all consider when playing our game. So keep an open mind. I'll try out the technology, but sometimes it is a simple matter of the the old ways are understood, they're accessible, 
and it, what is the old adage? Keep it simple, stupid. It's KISS once again. Take it away, Carl. I have rambled on way, way too long. I'm boring myself. Hey, Colin, here's an interesting observation about immersion at the table with electronics. I, I don't know, it's a, it is anecdotal, but it is kind of a little experiment. So I feel like I notice when players bring their iPads or computers to have their character on the screen that they're less involved or immersed compared to when they have like a paper copy. And I noticed this when I kind of, from the starter set, I handed out um, pre-gen copies of, uh, of some characters and um, they kind of got into them and actually read them and paid attention and were more involved in the game than when they're looking at their electronic copy uh, or whatever. Oh yeah, guys, there's this thing called Tinternet. Any questions you got, you like type them on this thingy and push a button and then in no time at all, the blink of an eye, all this stuff appears on this kind of shiny window thing that lights up. Wow, it's crazy, it is. And that, as they say, is a wrap. Big thanks goes out to you, the listener, for taking a bit of time out of your day to listen to old Spike Pit. Take care, and I'll catch you later.